back to Sharpen That Axe, working on my DJ voice, ladies. Ladies. We are on episode six, sweet mother of God. Can you believe it? We are more than halfway to ten. That's <laughs> what happens at number ten. That's what, that's what I want to know. Welcome, everybody. My name is Dylan Murphy, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend. Friend. That's, that's generous. Thank you. I'm John Gillen. John, John, John. Good to see you. So we are here to talk guitars, talk improving your guitar skills, and talk how we improve our guitar skills, sharing our knowledge. So how are you doing this week, John? It's been, it's been a week not in class. It's been a so week. that's been good. It's been a class week not in class. No, mm, yes, we're... A little uh, Irish slang there for the rest of us. Yes, class means very, very good. Uh, I've been using words like savage, deadly, and unreal, which John has no idea what any of them mean. Uh, all of them mean very That's, good. Uh, no, I know what some of them mean. Some of them. Mean I know what unreal is, but yeah, yeah, good. Good. yeah. In theory, you 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 are you are growing. Excellent. So as always, we're going to start off our week with pedal talk, and we're doing something a bit different this week. Uh, we are talking about our biggest pedal purchase regret, the pedal that we bought and thought, well, that's a complete waste of money. Everyone's had one. We we all have. And usually it's one of our first ones, but sometimes it can be one of our last it's ones. It's a little bit further down the road and go, oh, why did I buy that? It is. John, so do you want to get, get our pedal oh, purchase regret ball yeah. rolling? Okay. I mean, I think everyone's probably done something like this. So I actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw out two. The first one being very early on when I had like a little eight inch Marshall amp of some sort that sounded terrible to begin with. Yeah. But then I bought um, a metal zone. Like oh. a used metal zone. Oh, Ooh, like I, I feel like I'm in, at at you know an AA meeting or something. I'm like, my name's John, and I bought a metal zone. Hello, John. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, we're relatively new to uh, guitar culture. The metal zone is <laughs> universally panned. As... Yeah, it's the George Costanza <laughs> of uh, it's the it's the Joey spinoff series of guitar Ooh. pedals. Yeah, I don't want to be insulting George Costanza. Um, yeah, okay. So tell us why. Why did you buy it, and what went wrong? Well, I mean, it's metal, dude. Yeah, it is come metal, on, dude. bro. Um, and I just thought the more distortion, the better, which is why everyone buys it at first until you just learn that the thing is a mass of static and terribleness that will pull you down. Yes, I'm surprised it didn't blow up your yeah. small Marshall amplifier. <sighs> It may have. It may have just made it sound worse. The other one um, was the the Steve Vai little alligator volume pedal. I'm just waiting for like Steve Vai to arrive at your house tomorrow and just slap you in the face with his massive hand. I would never wash this face again. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like no. a big like pink handprint. Just stays yeah. right there. Stay there. Sponsored can, by Boss. Can you? <laughs> I think it's Morley. I think that's that's his, his but, people. Yeah. yeah, so this this is a Morley pedal. Um, boy, I'm just slagging everybody today. See? See what I did Get there? Out of your little Irish slang. Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it has this little knob on it, which is supposed to set your minimum volume, so you it never turns all the way off. Um, oh, God. Which is... What are we playing? Fucking money for nothing or something? Yeah, like that? exactly. <laughs> so when you step on it, um, it's supposed to act sort of like a boost pedal. So you go from like rhythm to lead is kind of the idea. Um, the problem is, is even if you want it to be the minimum all the way down, there's just not enough of a sweep to even do a swell or anything with it. It's um, And it's all LED driven and the LEDs were not great. And it's just... 
And I kept trying to convince myself, well, no, if Steve Vai has it, it must be a good pedal. And it's really not. And yeah. now I'm stuck with this pedal that nobody wants because everybody figured out that it's basically a terrible pedal. So You should try selling it to one of your students. Yeah. <laughs> your, pro- your problem is, Jimmy, Jimmy's your student, it's just not loud <laughs> enough. You just you got you to gotta bu- pump up the volume. You need to be louder. Or if I could figure out a way to do something like really bizarre with it and turn it into some sort of fuzz pedal with the LEDs and I just don't know enough about the circuitry in it to even bother. So anyway, those are my two like terrible purchases. One, because I was young and impressionable and the other one because I was young and impressionable. <laughs> so. I also have two choices, John. One when I was young and impressionable and one when I was not so young, but also equally impressionable. Uh, my first one was I bought this in a pawn shop in Paris when I was there on a school trip when I was 13. It was my first Wawa pedal and it was shaped like a foot because <laughs> go 90s. <laughs> and I think it was a, uh, I think it was a, called a snarling dog. It had like a little emblem of a, of a oh, dog barking on it. Man. And yeah, that was, I got it in a French pawn shop for like 20 <laughs> euro. And it, I, I was coming through customs and they were like, qu'est-ce que c'est une bonne? I was like, no, no, guitar, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and they were just looking at me. Fucking, fucking Irish boy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I brought that home and it was just crackling and I'm, I'm not getting my, my voodoo child tone out of that, which was the one lick that I wanted to learn. So... Surprised my parents. Was the snarling dogs? Wow, snarling dogs just had a googs here. And you gave it a googs, yeah, yeah, yeah. copyright the weekly yeah. planet, yeah, stole um, it from you, yeah, so. I stole it from the weekly planet podcast. Uh. Hi, guys. And <laughs> uh, the other one I bought was I was I was I was in a jam, John. I was at a gig in like an hour and I went on adverts and I oh no, I just I bought <laughs> no, 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 I love okay. I love boss pedals, but I bought the boss OS2. Uh, it's not an overdrive. It's not a distortion. It's an overdrive distortion. That sounds confused. Yeah. So it has the regular three knobs that a uh, overdrive or distortion pedal would have, but it has a fourth one called a collar knob. And basically, what you would do is you would turn it from the left to the right, and it would move kind of on a, a radius so that you'd the first half of the dial would be overdrive, and then it would switch to a distortion pedal. So you could basically get the worst of both worlds because neither <laughs> one of those is very good. I think I got it for 40 euro off somebody on adverts, maybe about 40 seconds before a gig. And I was not happy because something about it did not go with my beautiful, clean Fender Blues Junior. Uh, yeah, I managed to hock that baby in a cash converters because I just didn't want it on my board anymore. Because everyone like, no, I'll give it another no. chance. No, no. If you're ever unsure, you can always... Trade it in and get some money or some money off another pedal. Don't keep something that you're not satisfied on. So yeah, those are our pedals of regret. I feel right now that I should. Yeah, we're we're still we're still doing great without the soundboard, which is yeah, we're, we're, it's something we can't really invest in right now. So now moving on to our main topic of the week, which is something a bit different again. We're really uh, stirring stuff up this week. Ooh, is guitar channels? Yeah, the whole pot. Guitar channels that we learn a lot from on YouTube. So YouTube for me as a guitar player and guitar teacher has been an extremely important asset in uh, learning and teaching. So 
uh, for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, there's, there's loads of stuff out there. I mean, and as, as a teacher, like as a teacher and a player, there's always something to learn, um, or to use. Uh, so what's the point? Let's just stop now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So what, what are your two, what are your two well, how about I do one and then you do one? Okay, we could do that. Do yeah, the, the old back and forth. Um, one, and I... There's a guy named Chris Zupa in Australia who I just, I really like his style. He's got a really kind of friendly approach, but basically what he does is... Plus he has the Australian accent. He does. Crikey. He does... <laughs> Oi! Yeah, he does a... It's a stupidly brilliant idea. He just takes a solo and he just breaks it down into sections. And then he has little tabs at the end of each section so you can play along and he breaks it down the speed. Oh, cool. And I think he's figured them all out by ear. Wow. Yeah. And he, they're pretty much like no perfect if you That's listen amazing. to the song. Uh, so yeah, what have I learned off that? Um, I learned Crazy Train off that. And I learned uh, he did the whole Hotel California. Oh, wow. Thing. So I would take, what was great is because he broke them down into sections. I would take a section a day. It was like six sections. And then within a week by the end, after listening to him, watching him for like half an hour and then practicing for like an hour, after about a week, I'd had the whole solo. Well, and now YouTube's got the little like slow it down feature. Yes, we talked about that last week. So, if you want to check that out, how about you? Can you think of a channel? Um, I would say one of the ones more recently that was kind of influential, and it's less, uh, I'd say, direct, as as this Chris Zupa, uh, which I'm gonna have to check out now. I haven't seen this guy, um, but Troy Grady's um, cracking the code channel. Oh, really, John? And <laughs> <coughs> where where did you learn of this Troy <clears throat> Grady? <clears throat> Well, I arrived in this like foreign magical land called the Emerald Isle or something. It's full of leprechauns and four-leaf clovers. And <laughs> anyway, Dylan here actually introduced me to it. He was like, really, you got to check it out. And, and then some weeks went by and I forgot about it. And then I was like, really, you should check this out. And he said, yeah, I showed that to you like two weeks ago. I was like, yeah. oh, man. This masters is wrecking my head. That's my excuse for everything at yeah, this point. It, it's focuses primarily on the right hand and picking technique. And um, he goes through a whole bunch of his own discoveries initially onto how players did these uh, fast runs, essentially with their alternate picking. And then going on, uh, now he's, he's sort of past his storytelling mode of how he figured all this stuff out. Yeah, it should be mentioned that part of his series is called Cracking the Code. Right. And it's basically like, I don't know what the production values are on it, but it's insane. He'll have the story of AD Shred Guitar like told through these amazingly, really concise and pretty illustrations that are done. Cartoons, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're all nice little cartoons. All like and rock gods, and every episode would be a different guitar player. And it was, it was great. Cracking the Code by Troy Grady is a great resource to have, just yeah. in building up your right hand speed. Agreed. So. On, from, on to me, yeah, to me as well. Yeah, why don't you... Throw one at me. Uh, there's one, I don't know his actual name because I don't think he actually publicizes it, but it's a guy on YouTube named Samurai Guitarist. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I've seen him. Yeah, he's a Canadian dude who uh, he works in his guitar dojo, um, but it's all about kind of building up discipline as a guitar player. And he has really nice ideas in that he'll talk to you how, how to get out of writer's block, how to get a practice routine going, and one really valuable thing is how to get on at a band practice. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's important. So I like to point people in his uh, in his direction. For my performance studies uh, module last year, I did a, I included him in my uh, funking with your funk <laughs> final presentation. 
uh, as uh, really a guy who helped me get out of some some real technique writer's block. And your your last one. This guy Yannick Guizdala. 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 Yeah, looking at the Google Doc. You spell his name J A N E K G W I. Z D L D A L A. Anyway, is, where is he from? Um, he's English. Um, and he's actually a bass player. So, but the interesting thing Sacrilege. is sacrilege. I know. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, he's a. Uh, he he talks a lot about practicing, recording, touring, like all these different things. So there's a lot that he has going on there that um, I think makes makes a lot of sense. It's easy to work with. Um. And and he has some good advice just on building practice routines and things as well. So I've I've enjoyed it. Nifty. Well, we can move on now to what we've been listening to. So, John, a bit of a morbid start you have for us with your what you've been listening to. Yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Alan Holdsworth passed away on April 15th. So if you don't know who he is, you should... Google him right now. Check it out. He plays funny guitars. That's all I know. About. He does play funny guitars. Um, and a lot of his music, admittedly, can be sort of difficult to listen to because it's sort of in that weird, like, 70s and 80s jazz fusion synthesizer sound, um, which is not for everybody. But he's a monster guitar player. He influenced everybody that you can name. Dimebag Daryl, Yngwie Malmsteen. Okay. Like, I mean, so if you want to go 80s shred, 90s shred, contemporary players everyone's going to point to him as being you know including steve vai joe satriani like the legato guy the guy to go to for legato and so i decided um i've got i'm, I'm not going to say i'm a huge fan of his music i have like three albums um but That's he alive. is that's okay. Yeah, he's he's a monster guitar player. Um, and so I went through and I've been listening to Secrets from 1989 um, and just the, really the first two tracks. The second one is the title track and it's just, it's he's got a monster solo in there. It's probably one of the lesser sort of synthesizer sounding albums. Going um, back to the whole uh, masturbatory um, instrumental album title kind of pattern that we've been seeing. <laughs> <laughs> He Secrets does have is the name of a strip club here in Cork. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> to be fair, there are some vocals on and this album as well. It's not a big secret here. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. I, I I did like what you played for me a little bit because we, we had a listen right before we started. Uh, but just a few things. Just the the car the guitar tone. It's just it's just I couldn't do it, man. It's two eighties. Yeah. It it. I totally understand. I'm not going to disagree. But uh, but the shredding is amazing. So um, at least check it out for the. For the guitar. Alan Holdsworth, everybody. There you go. Well, I'm going to go something a bit different. Uh, so for the last two weeks, you know, I, I went to see one of my favorite bands, and so I watch you from afar. Uh, Belfast post-rock gods uh, play in the Roisin Dove on Saturday night. And God, I'm old. God, God, I'm getting old. Just, <laughs> I have not made for the mosh pit atmosphere anymore. But I stuck it out. Gosh darn it. And uh, it, was, it was great. These, uh, just two guitarists, bassist, drummer. Not, not exactly vocals they'll get these like crowd sing-alongs going but and just monster pedal boards as well so just seeing them up close because i was up at the front and oh, when man. we went up there some massive lad from belfast like welcome to the front just like he, oh. he like, like, like this is war <laughs> and that he, he had done it a while so i've basically been listening to them a lot there's not a lot of instrumental post-rock i can get behind but i can get behind these lads because they 
or the, the ones who kind of introduced me to it. Uh, so them, and Excellent. then through them, I found Adebisi Shank and Enemies and so many different Redneck Manifesto, so many great uh, Irish kind of heavier posty rocky bands. So, cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. Check them out. Gangs is the album to go to. Gangs. Uh, so what have, what have we been working on? So John. All right. Well, sticking with the Alan Holdsworth theme, um, I came across a, his solo from an album he did with Derek uh, Shernian. So Shernian is former keyboard player for Dream Theater. He's played with Alice Cooper. He was actually in Wayne's World. Party on. Uh, funny, you just mentioned him and we were looking him up beforehand. Um, I actually saw him play with Joe Bonamassa. Oh, really? Ago. Yeah, in, in, a, in a super group called Black Country Communion. Oh, that yeah, also, yeah. That also had Jason Bonham. Uh, John Bonham's son. Yeah, Bonham's. that's yeah. right. Yeah, he is actually one of the founding members of that of as well. That, yeah. So, um, of course, that's sort of Joe Bonamassa's band, quote unquote. <laughs> but um, so, why are you learning? Why are you learning it? Um, like I said, you know, he's known for his legato licks, and so I kind of wanted to see uh, or revisit, I should say. I've, I've learned a couple in the past, but this one in particular. Uh, is interesting and it's it's very stereotypical of him there's massive stretches high up on the fretboard you know where you're spanning five frets six frets that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's leaping between the 19th fret and then string skipping and all these other sorts of things that he's got going on so there's just there's a lot going on in the solo Um, big interval jumps the whole thing so I just figured uh, I only took like two measures of it and was like this is a cool lick I'm gonna see if I can figure out at least what's going on um but yeah that's that's been the key thing Solid picking and choosing yeah exactly because you don't want to play this kind of music do you (laughs) I know I don't yeah not uh I, I just you know take whatever you can from whatever wherever you find something cool and then uh Put it into your toolbox. That's kind of my approach. Yeah, you can kind of take something from, from anything you find out there. I think so. Yeah. I've been, uh, well, I haven't been so much, I've been taking, I have, my practice routine has just gone to absolute hell despite our classes not uh, being a thing anymore. Yeah. Hallelujah. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> like we practice. Uh, so I actually have gone back to, well, I went back to Limerick last weekend and uh, my grandmother was there and she had two months worth of uh, guitar techniques magazines for me. <gasps> Favorite grandchild. Oh my gosh. Suck at the rest of you. So uh, one has, uh, one, the headline is uh, the, all the blues chords you'll ever know, so you'll ever want to know. So I'm... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. You think the blues, you don't think chords, but right. it's got all these really, really pretty kind of... Uh, Robin Ford voicings. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. All the seventh voicings. So yeah, it's very cool. cool. It's, it's just spice, spicing things up. So that's where I'm going. Guitar Techniques, if anybody doesn't know, is it is the best guitar magazine. I've by ever. far. Absolutely. Absolutely by far. I uh, used to be a total guitar head when I was like 14, when that was all right. Yeah. But for, they're just, hey, you want to learn Don't Look Back in Anger? No, I don't. Give me something else, because that's all you guys publish every month. I'm slamming my hand on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For those so, of you that can't see. Yeah, a very valuable resource is uh, Guitar Techniques Magazine. Because whatever you get, you can get. And it comes with a CD. So you can yeah. learn what you hear, break it all down. Um, using the amazing slower downer. And yeah, no, it's it's a good, valuable resource. Hopefully, comfy segue. Uh, hopefully this has been a valuable resource for you. John, have you got anything else to say to other people? I, I don't think so, other uh, than... No, no, no. <laughs> no. I thought I thought maybe I had we'll something. Just uh, no. Uh, I I don't have a final. I don't have a closing quip. I should, but anyway, 
Stay sharp, my friends. Stay sharp, my friends.